0: Hi everybody, it's Rick Brewer, the host of the Past Cannot Die podcast. We're a history variety show featuring discussions with some of the nation's top historians and experts in the field, presented in a jargon-free forum that appeals to everyone's historical interest. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or on our website, thepastcannotdie.com. We're also on Twitter, handle at pastcannotdie. And right now, you're listening to The Past and the Curious with your host, Mick Sullivan. Hey everybody, it's Mick Sullivan, host of The Past and the Curious. Now this is a very special and unusual episode. Uh, We just released episode 8 a couple days ago. Um, But our friends at kidslisten.org, that's a network of really, really fun, really committed, great podcasts that are all uh, like us, hoping to make a difference in the lives of families and kids and give them some uh, interesting stuff to learn about. Um, We all decided that it would be great fun to create a theme and everybody create a show around that theme. So it's like sweeps week if you're watching TV. The theme is Family Tree. And so some of the podcasts that you can hear Uh, in the network, Sparkle Stories and Ear Snacks. Uh, There's obviously some science component that you can talk about with Family Trees and Brains On and Tumble are gonna take care of that. Uh, Book Power for Kids, Book Club for Kids, uh, and also one of our favorites, The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. So I encourage you to check all of those out. Now, our episode is geared, obviously, towards something a little more historical and that is going to take the form of an interview which i've never actually done before so you get to hear that um with a woman a friend of mine named Rayanne Sauer and she is a she works professionally at a genealogy library she wears a lot of hats but that's one thing that she does so without further ado here's our special kids listen sweeps episode family trees <laughs> Sometimes history can be very difficult to organize in your mind. But I think it's interesting and helpful to try to match events with people who overlapped with any dates. For example, who was living when the Titanic sank in 1912? Who would have read about it in the papers or talked about it at dinner? Well, it was such a momentous event, it's reasonable to think that just about everybody would have. Anyone from outgoing President William Howard Taft to Juliette Gordon-Lowe, the founder of the Girl Scouts, to Harry Houdini, to someone in your own family tree. They probably all thought about it, conversed about it, or were maybe even personally affected by it. When we think about history, we like to think about people. People are what matters to us, and trying to put ourselves in their shoes makes it easier to imagine and begin to understand the world of the past. And even though most of the billions of people who've walked on this earth before us didn't wind up in a history book, that doesn't mean their experience wasn't meaningful and interesting. We all come from somewhere. We have parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents. And as a result, aunts, great-aunts, uncles, cousins, second cousins, it seems like it could go on forever. And it should not be hard to realize that all of these people had stories, All of those people in your family tree saw things you'll never see. They made decisions or had decisions made for them, which in some small way might have affected you. If an ancestor arrived in the United States from another country, that act could have helped determine where you live. Or, more personally, maybe one of your ancestors' profession or passions affected you. I know that's happened with me. It's for these reasons, and many others, that millions of people spend large amounts of time and energy investigating their family tree. Because of the hard work of others preserving and organizing lots of information, it's easier than ever to begin to piece together your own family tree. We happen to be friends with some folks who help operate an organization called the Sons of the American Revolution. Their headquarters are in our hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, and their beautiful building boasts an amazing genealogy library. One that people visit from all over the country in order to help them uncover people from their own past. Now, the Sons of the American Revolution and their sister organization, the Daughters of the American Revolution, are a legacy society for people who can trace their family trees with primary source documentation to someone who helped the cause of the American Revolution. That doesn't have to be a general or someone from a history book, but could be one of the thousands of militia and soldiers, or even a farmer who supplied food. I had a great time talking with Ann Sauer and my first question was pretty basic. To put together a family tree where do you start
1: we always tell people you need to start with yourself so that sounds pretty basic i realize but um if you don't know you know who you are who your parents are etc then it makes it really difficult to come in and say well i want to know if i had anybody any ancestors who were in the revolutionary war we have to you know get between yourself and them before you can uh get back that far so We always just try to start with the basics, you know, where, who were your parents? You know, do you know who they are? When were they born? Um, Do you know who your grandparents are? That sort of thing. And once we establish, you know, the first two or three generations, then we can really kind of ask you, is there a particular side of your family that you want to concentrate on?
0: This makes sense because my family tree gets big fast. And it's overwhelming
1: genealogy is very large in scope. The farther you go out, the more ancestors that you have and so it helps to sort of focus a little bit to um, to really concentrate and see um, if there's one particular line or person that you would like to concentrate on.
0: How long does that process usually take? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's kind of a tricky question. Um, it depends. Everybody is different. Um, some people come in already knowing a lot about, about their family. They come in where um, some of their other relatives have already done a lot of research and they just wanna kind of supplement what they already have. Um, and it also depends on where your lineage takes you. There are certain uh, families, there are certain uh, people whose families have been in the country a long time, for example, or have been with certain groups of people who are very well documented. Um, for example, uh, if you have Quaker ancestors, they generally are very well documented. They had took um, minutes at every meeting that they had and so they would write down everything that happened, every person who got married, every person that died, etc. So if you've got some Quakers in your family, then you may have hit the jackpot that you've got all kinds <laughs> of um, <laughs> records to go along with your ancestors, but you know, if you are uh, someone that maybe is a more recent um, immigrant or something like that, there are certain populations that just don't have as many records. That's just something that wasn't in their culture, and so that can make it a lot more difficult. So, there's not really a clear-cut answer on how long it can take, but really people who are avid genealogists do it their whole life they're never done so there's always more that you can learn and more uh, questions that you can answer and more things that you want to find out about your ancestors.
0: Now lucky for us in this day and age you don't have to have immediate access to a library such as the Sons of the American Revolution there are all sorts of ways that you can begin to trace your family tree.
1: Yeah well it's getting easier and easier to do your genealogy online there's great websites um, Things like Ancestry.com, uh, Family Search, uh, the National Archives has some online things, um, Heritage Quest, lots of online resources. And of course, there's lots of local resources for people no matter where they are. Um, lots of local libraries have a space dedicated just to local genealogy. Um, there's lots of larger libraries also kind of like us throughout the country, too, whether it be in Salt Lake City, where the um, the Mormon Church is headquartered, they have lots of resources, um, Washington, D.C., lots of resources there with uh, D.A.R., National Archives, that sort of thing. But I would say, um, fortunately, we live in an age where you don't have to necessarily travel uh, to the place where your ancestors lived. There may be a few documents still that you might have to either go to the location or contact someone at that location to get the documents. Now,
0: we feel it's important to point out that being able to trace one's family tree is a privilege that not everyone has. Because of catastrophic events destroying documents, because of poor immigration records, and because of the institution of slavery, it can be very difficult for or impossible to trace parts of a family tree beyond several generations. Luckily, science has an answer as to what people can do about this.
1: It's like that there may be an adoption, um, you know, you may not know who your birth parents are, that sort of thing. Um, I would say in this day and age, we're very fortunate that we have DNA testing now. A lot of people are moving towards that because even if you find something, um, in your genealogy through documentation, um, there's nothing more precise, really, than DNA. So even things that you find in primary sources, there could be mistakes there, there could be um, instances of... uh, two
0: people with the same name at the same place. Like, is that a possibility?
1: Oh, that happens all the time. And sometimes there's just no way to be sure if this is your, you know, John Smith or not. It could be some... There are lots of instances either like that or with records that just don't exist. There's lots of places where records have burned, courthouses have burned.
0: So looking at all of this and looking at family trees from all sorts of different families and how big and broad they get so fast really makes us realize how connected we all are.
1: When you go back, you know, just even a couple hundred years, you realize how few people, even just for an example, first settled in America and how many people now can trace back to them. So I do think um, it really does emphasize, you know, we all are interconnected and you don't really have to go back too far before you can see, you know, how many people share the same common ancestor. And so you know, maybe if more people would realize that, that would be a positive thing.
0: (laughs) So we really had a great time talking with Ray Ann Sauer from the Sons of the American Revolution. Thank you very much for that experience. Uh, And if you would like to hear the entire interview, which there's a lot of really great stuff in there that we had to cut out. uh, You might be a prince or a princess, who knows? That will be available on our Patreon account for Patreon donors at the $1 level or above. So take advantage of that, right? And if you've ever done any of your own family tree research, your genealogy research, uh, how'd that go? We'd like to know about that experience, especially uh, from a young person. Uh, In the interview that we edited out, we do talk about some young people who've done some research themselves, and it's really interesting. So um, let us know if you've done it. Okay, so before we go, I thought I would include one song. We always do, and since it's a family tree episode, it seem to make sense to do a song that my grandfather used to sing to me it's very 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 short but the reason i actually decided to put it in here is because i wonder how many people have heard this song before i don't know if it's a word of mouth song and it is just in a few families or if this is a song that everybody knows i don't know so uh have a quick listen let me know what you think have you heard it before tell us you can uh send us an email hello at thepastandthecurious.com Or you can message us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Well, I went to Cincinnati and I walked around the block. I walked right into a donut shop. Picked up a donut out of the case. I handed the lady a five-cent piece. Looked at the nickels, she looked at me. She said, "Your money's no good to me. It's got a hole in the middle, and it goes straight through." I said, "Lady, there's a hole in your donut too." Thanks for the donut. Bye bye. Check out kidslisten.org for a complete list of everyone participating in the Family Tree episodes. And a complete list of everyone who's in the Kids Listen umbrella. There's some awesome stuff. Go root around. You'll, you'll be glad you did. We'll see you or talk to you in May.